0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Teaching. I'm Mrs Murray. Thank you so much for listening today and a special thank you to Julia, who suggested this episode of Humour and Humanity in the Classroom. If you would like to get in touch with the Let's Talk About Teaching podcast, you can email in at time to talk about teaching at gmail.com and I'd be very happy to hear from you. Today, we'll be discussing how humour and humanity enhance us as professionals and contribute to the nurturing and inclusive fabric of the classroom. I think most educators listening to this podcast will know from first-hand experience that you can't take yourself too seriously as a professional teacher. On this episode, we'll be thinking about the importance of using humour in the classroom and the benefits of using laughter and learning to boost retention in our learners. Most teachers would acknowledge that when working with young people, no two days are ever the same. Humour can be used within the classroom as an effective strategy to enhance engagement and de-escalate classroom tensions. I'd like to share with you an example of a serious school behaviour situation which solved itself using humour which broke the spell of tears, tantrums and tensions. As I was returning to the school premises during my lunch hour, I saw a group of children in the playground from my class displaying signs of distress. As I approached, I saw there had been a physical altercation between two of my pupils. As you can imagine, as a teacher, my first priority was to ensure the health and well-being of both of these pupils. Once injuries were established and taken care of by our wonderful business support staff who are first aid trained, the next step was discipline. In my school, we have a restorative behaviour practice. This means that we reflect in private with the pupils, without naming and shaming them in front of their peers. Facilitating a restorative conversation in this particular instance was particularly difficult because of a language barrier between one of the pupils. I separated both learners as I tried to establish what happened and encouraged both learners to reflect on the physical, social and emotional impact they had had on each other. This conversation went on for the next few minutes, with both learners preoccupied with their own suffering. For my English as an additional language learner, reflecting in private through a conversation in English is difficult. My EAL learner attempted to get closer and closer to the other individual in the altercation. At first I discouraged this as I wasn't sure what would happen next and did not want a second physical altercation to occur. What happened next filled my heart with joy and absolutely broke the spell of dealing with difficult altercations and behaviour management in school. The EAL learner softly and gently approached the other individual and placed a kiss upon his forehead. Instantly, the boy who was the recipient of the kiss broke out in a large smile. The three of us began laughing and shared in the humour of the unexpected turn of events. It wasn't verbal communication that solved this issue. It was an expression of respect, humility and genuine empathy. This experience has stayed with me that we are all human, imperfect and fallible. The kindness, forgiveness and empathy that these learners demonstrated connects to my definition of humanity. Whenever I find myself having a particularly hard day in school, I remember those boys and I am filled with optimism. The next voice that you hear will be
1: Julia's, a secondary English teacher. It is said of humour that it is the mind's immune system. In my opinion, it is fundamental in the classroom. It allows us to make connections to our young people, to our support staff and vice versa. It diffuses tensions and creates an environment where all feel at ease. It's what makes us all human, the power to laugh together. In those mad times of home learning, it was more difficult than ever to make those human connections with our pupils. All the tools we rely on in the classroom were suddenly swiped from under our feet. In my 15 years in the job, it's been my go-to tool to enthuse the difficulty to engage, but I found myself trying to use it online most days. Posting a funny joke, saying a funny thing, filming myself with a hello message, a big smile plastered across my face, all to very little avail. There were so few responses over the weeks and suddenly I was plunged into a very unfamiliar situation, finding myself upset and pretty down about how I was going to correspond with my pupils on a human level outside of the work they were doing. Humour was no longer a thing binding us all as we sat in the confines of our own homes, well, that was until Scots Language Week. As an English teacher in Scotland, encouraging our ways to engage with us in the beautiful Scots vernacular is something we all enjoy. There is something about our language; it has a power to charm. It has almost mystic qualities. We have hundreds of words to describe one thing. So here's what tickled me: the kids were to watch an author's live session with the Scots writer Matthew Fit. It was a question and answer session with upper primary pupils. He's very funny. He's writing as a great entry-level Scots for our kids. He's interesting. Well, at least I thought he was. One boy disagreed. He's a bright, but a reluctant writer. But I think I might just have made an inroad. So I'd set three statements for the pupils to finish off once the video was done. Number one, I enjoyed listening to him telling me. Number two, another thing I enjoyed was... Number three... Lastly, it was interesting that, well, it transpired that said boy had his own ideas. I've tried to get him to engage in the writing process for the last year. He spends a lot of time with his head in the desk, singing songs from Hamilton to himself. A learned chap. So his surprising response, typed on the Word document, sent me into a fit of giggles. Obviously, writing in Scots is absolutely his thing. It wasn't much writing but it was the first time I'd laughed in the classroom in a long time. It restored my hope that the kids were quietly laughing at me and some of my educational choices from the comfort of their desks, dining tables or duvets. Despite his disparaging comments, I'd made a connection and he'd done exactly what I wanted him to do. And so the response was, I enjoyed listening to him telling me. Well, I enjoyed him blethering to me about how it was nearly over, I mean, that awful show. I mean, come on, the Waynes in that audience. They look like they just come out their maw. Number two. Another thing I enjoyed hearing was... Again, I didn't. The deckies in the room look like something that that programme for Waynes called Mr Maker. You can look it up if you didn't believe me. Number three. Lastly, it was interesting that... No, miss, it wasn't interesting. I didn't appreciate how they forced the Waynes to take part in that boring event... It was more boring than that programme in the night garden. So, not only is humour important for our mental immune system, research has shown that humour can actually improve your physical immune system. Laughter can also improve cardiovascular health and lowers heart rate, blood pressure, and muscular tension. Did it lower my blood pressure? Absolutely. I was so pleased at the genuine engagement. And did it lower his? Absolutely. Because responding like that to my face, were they giving them the pure fear?
0: Thank you so much to Julia for sending in that voice clip. I hope you all found it as interesting as I did as she shared her own experience of humour and humanity in the remote learning classroom. I'm sure you yourselves will also have lots of different contributions of humour and humanity. And if you would like to share and make a part two of this episode you can get in touch with the podcast at time to talk about teaching at gmail.com. That's time to talk about teaching at gmail.com. One of the most interesting things I think about using humour and humanity in the classroom is that it changes the way we interact with our pupils. Every day is different, every class is different, every teacher is different and every child should be viewed as an individual. I'd like to think about humour and humanity in the classroom as we take into the direction the Paul Dix book you might have heard of When the teacher changes, everything changes. How teachers' reactions to challenging situations using a delicate balance of humour and humanity show the different ways of dealing with problems such as rudeness, discipline or challenging authority or undesired behaviours like shouting out. One of the best pieces of advice I gave to a friend who was training to do her PGDE she asked for my top tips for dealing with a P7 class on placement was that if you get rudeness and if you get cheek, do not take it personally. The most exciting way that i found to deal with children who are really trying to call me out, draw me into an argument or challenge my authority in front of their peers is quite funny. I used to make a funny noise and make an X and say, oh, that's my cheek defender. So if a child shouted out and say, I write, Miss, you don't even know what you're doing. I'd go, oh, don't worry about that. That was just my cheek defender. And I think if you don't get sucked into these arguments of why, Miss, you said, Miss, Yeah but you told me to sit down and I did, I have got my pencil out, I do have my book in front of me miss. It's up to you if you want to spend your time and energy going into that back and forth where really depending on the child (laughs) depending on the person you're unlikely to win. You can choose to rise above it and use humour and humanity in your classroom to say you know I understand that you don't want to face the front. I understand that you're not happy with the seating plan. I understand that you don't get to move around your classroom but just so you know this isn't coming from me. I'm following the high honchos. This is coming from my boss and it's coming from the education manager of our local authority. It's coming from the Scottish government. Sometimes I think just explaining things to pupils and letting them know your card's on the table. When you tell a child not to run down the corridor, you just say to them, you know, I have to keep saying this to you because if I don't, someone will be saying it to me. You can take a human approach and really level with children. They're empathetic and they do understand when you share your own experience and your own feelings. And a 100% agree, and I hope those listening out there will also be able to share their experience, that humour can just be the best thing in a classroom. In a remote classroom, as Julia used in her example, and in the real-life classroom, as we return to a full-time return for all, all of the children across Scotland, we really need to think that this is going to be stressful. We're all under an awful lot of pressure, especially my thoughts going out to any secondary staff and pupils returning this week. I really just feel that if we take a wee bit of a laugh we take it on our chin and we all just know we're doing our best and moving that that needle in the direction, that one percent improvement every single day, then we absolutely can hold our heads high and say we are doing all we can to ensure the recovery of education that focuses on the health and well-being of the children in front of us and our colleagues. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Talk About Teaching today. I really appreciate all the downloads and any engagement that I've had. Please do share this with a colleague or a friend if you think it would be beneficial to help support the podcast and its growth thank you so much again take care bye bye for now